Back in the day, everyone had a printer in their home. It was one printer for households. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it ran out of ink, your parents bought a new one. Yeah. How many printers did you guys have growing up? I think I had four. <laughs> that seems like an absurd number. Of, like, four at one time? No, four different printers. Oh. <laughs> did they all do something different or just, like, no. high volume no, it was exactly what I said. Whenever a printer ran out of ink, it was cheaper for my parents to purchase a new printer than four new cartridges of ink. Wow. Why? <laughs> that doesn't sound right ink, at all. <laughs> ink is expensive, I mean, especially back in the, what, mid-aughts? Yeah, but I had a printer and we still just bought the ink. Like, there's, there's no way it was cheaper to buy a printer. <laughs> <laughs> no place ever had ink on sale. They had printers on sale, though. <laughs> and it had been like a year or two, so the printer that we had was not obsolete, but it was out of date. Yeah. Hardly. <laughs> I feel like you're defending something that is weird <laughs> and <laughs> probably quite avoidable. So We got a printer here out of toner. <laughs> Strongly considering buying a new printer. When you look at it, like, you can get a printer for, like, a hundred bucks, and ink mm-hmm. nowadays is, like, 15 to 20 per cartridge. So that's, mm-hmm. like, a quarter of the printer. Mm-hmm. So... I if you're out of all four cartridges of ink... That's a new printer. That's a, that's a new printer. Pretty sure my that's mom had point. two printers. One that was replaced in, like, 2010 and we still have that printer from the new one that we got from 2010 <laughs> works fine i don't know steve uh, steven where are you on this how many printers did you have <laughs> i i think we had one printer um i didn't use it that much i did i got into like the photo booth app uh when we got a mac and i would print out the pictures i would take of myself uh with the swirl and then I think I was told to stop doing that because it was a waste of ink. Uh, so, yeah. And then they had to have the talk with you because they found it in a <laughs> shoebox underneath your bed. <laughs> Steven's clearly obsessed with himself. <laughs> what are these? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you just... use these for, Steven? Get out of my room! <laughs> What kind of sick satisfaction is my son getting out of these? <laughs> it's like a light. Photos. <laughs> it's not real, my face. It's a filter. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> what have you been doing with these? <laughs> yeah. Now times have changed. I can just frame it and put it on my wall. Mm. <laughs> my parents are still a little weird about it, but my apartment. Well. Hanging it's, on the ceiling above your bed. I was going to say, it's still your room in their house. Yeah. How does, but Andrea loves it. No, she hates it. 
and she refuses to sit down for a photo booth session with me to get a swirl filter on her face. I don't know. To, to hash things out. <laughs> well, that's what people come to this podcast for. Therapy. <laughs> Why well, to a get... new edition of <laughs> We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The game show where one of us is deeply troubled and the other one is also deeply troubled. The third one is fine and will take care of the rest of us. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host, Wes. And we have another special guest this episode. Who is... Say your name. Oh, uh, Steven. Do we do last names on this? Okay, so for this episode, I'm Steven. Uh, I live Just for this one. Austin, Texas. I own a candle shop that is uh-huh. exclusive men's scents. Mm. So, all right, got your old spice. So, like uh, charcoal grill, yeah, fresh cut grass, mm-hmm. punching, and Tim Ooh. Allen Musk. <laughs> a whole home improvement section. Stephen, tell me a little bit about what goes into the punching smell. <laughs> Well, you, you take a bunch of objects that are, like, hard and cool to punch, like a block of wood. Oh. You, you punch it, you sniff it, you see, you great, you take notes on what you smelled. So it's, um, it's, about the, it's about the warmth of flesh to object <laughs> content. Yeah, exactly. He's also, the, uh, my, my favorite line of candles is where you uh, were able to swab and collect the scents of all the boys that you've punched in your life <laughs> yeah i They're love all... the timmy candle timmy was a good one very cooperative <laughs> well he was so scared unrelated oh, you could you could smell the fear <laughs> <laughs> semi related to this topic as well as uh our season did either of you watch totally spies growing up or was that just me no is it is it the it's a bunch of girl spies yeah, it's a bunch of girl spies. It was like off the Charlie's Angels hype. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think I saw kids. like 10 or so episodes and then uh, my brother said one thing that was borderline teasing and I was like, I'm done. I'm not watching it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just thinking about an episode where one of the girls is told to um, get her own scented perfume. And then you find out that this is a scam that's being run on like a bunch of girls at the mall. And so they put them in this chamber and they just like, it's a sauna and they make them just sweat profusely Uh, until like they extract the youth from their bodies and then like put them into the president of the company. (laughs) And so that's, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Kids shows love, like, bodily fluid things. Like, uh, you know the uh, Kids Next Door, wait, Codename Kid Next Door episode? Yeah, the, are you uh, thinking of the uh, Pink Eye episode? Yeah, the Eye Gunk. Huh. There's just huh. s- something about it where, like, kids love gross things. Or it's the Dan Schneiders of the world who love filming it. <laughs> yeah. The Dan yeah. Schneiders of the world who love filming animation. Something he was well known for doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those tunes were uncomfortable with that uh, episode. And mm-hmm. they still speak out about it this day. Just like, nah, we denounced that one. I heard that number two has a pretty scathing autobiography. Uh, 
with references to Dan Schneider. Yeah. Yeah, nothing openly. But <laughs> Right. Never know. says his name, but we all know. Yeah. <laughs> uh putting things back on the rails, uh we're still talking about anime. And we brought our resident anime expert, Steven, on to quiz us on a movie that even I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Wes, what, little... uh, uh, Steven, what's your experience with the anime industry? Uh, I did not watch a lot of anime growing up. I got into it more in, like, college. I had seen, like, a couple Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, and there's a conversation to be had about whether or not these are totally anime because... It doesn't have, like, the limited feel of, like, mm-hmm. the other, the rest of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. But I love those. And then in college, I got, like, really into Miyazaki. And I watched all of his films, all the Ghibli films. Um, and I'm, I don't know. Otherwise, I'm like, a, a pretty casual fan. I, like, watched all of um, uh, Attack on Titan, all of One Punch Man, but I've gotten really into those, so I've read the entire manga for both of those, too. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you've read all of Attack on Titan? That's something a lot of people who watch that haven't even done. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. okay uh, it was halfway through the anime series, and I was like, I want to know what happens next. So I started okay. around, like, at, right after season two finished, I started okay. the manga. And I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Deep into that uh, hard fascist propaganda towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, very fun. It's fun that they like they tease this huge reveal and then it's like, yeah, it's um the Holocaust. <laughs> uh, pretty shocking. Kind of like it kind of works from a narrative point of view where you're like, yeah, that mm-hmm. <laughs> For a while you're reading into it and you're like, you know, I get the Holocaust narrative, uh, and I think it works for the to support the victims. And then you keep going and you're like starting to have a bit of a difficult time (laughs) defending that point. Yeah. It's also everyone like is constantly switching sides. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, who, (laughs) how does this relate? Like, I don't know. It's both sides in the Holocaust in a way that doesn't feel good. One Punch Man's cool though. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you read the the manga that looks good or the web comic that looks like shit? I didn't read. Yeah, I oh, I think I did like a handful of the original web comic. Okay, um, and I appreciate it because it's pretty charming. But there's mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's like shooting from the hip. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I let's talk I Pokemon or something. <laughs> Give me something to talk about. Look, I have to talk about serialized TV anime because when you just talk about the movies, that is the smallest fraction of the industry. <laughs> How many episodes are there of One Piece? Like twelve hundred? Uh yeah. Now now they're I think they're they passed episode a thousand earlier last year. So they're I think around 1100 right now. Yeah. So read that though. Cause the, Oh yeah. The I'll check it out. Anime's too slow. No, Steven, for you, if you like one punch man and you like that author's stuff, I would definitely recommend checking out mob psycho 100. Same I, author, but that, sorry. Yeah. I just, I just found out that he wrote that one. So I have to check it out. It's one of my favorites. Nice. 
All right, now we can give Wes a break and start talking <laughs> about things that relate to him. So, Stephen, if you want to take over the show, let's talk about break. some girls. <laughs> uh, fucking. <laughs> yeah. So, do I introduce the movie? I can. Yeah. Feel free. the The stage is yours, and I'm just here to help. Cool. Okay. So, so uh, tell the us film... a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> quizzing you guys on the 1992 animated film Porco Rosso, Rosso made mm-hmm. uh, by Hayao Miyazaki, who also did My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away. Um, I know you guys did Grave of the Fireflies, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he did not do that one. Same studio. Mm-hmm. That was Takahata. Um, so mm-hmm. this has a bit of a different vibe. <laughs> one would say not as a terrifyingly depressing and oppressive. Yeah. But it's so funny when you watch all of their stuff like Well, this one be together. anti-war though. Cuz yeah, the other they one all every single <laughs> <sighs> The message of that movie is you know, the effects of war are incidental. This is going to happen. You just got to live with it. <laughs> War's fine. Don't blame war. Blame the player. Wait, no. Don't hate the game. No, wait. I don't know. What if I, in this case, I love the players and the game? <laughs> then war is for you, buddy. Yes. Your career aptitude together. Your career aptitude test came back, and you're perfect for a warlord. <laughs> Yes, I've been practicing in Civ for so long. And they're hiring in Los Angeles. <laughs> it would be so great if every aptitude test was like, oh yeah, you'd be like a great career criminal, but obviously don't do that. But, you know. I remember... They list just a bunch of horrible shit you could do. Oh, you'd be great at uh, white collar crime. <laughs> I remember We've when... got a prime embezzler on our hands. Don't do it. When I did my career aptitude test... Uh... <laughs> one of the things that it gave me was clown. <laughs> and every day you live that out. <laughs> Mostly like, my personal life. <laughs> a roast by a professional. You clown. <laughs> Based on your test results. <laughs> my test results said that I'm a bully, but I've already been that, so I guess I just stick with it. <laughs> Branching out, I don't know. Could Did either of you ever take career aptitude tests? Yeah. I wanted to be an author, and you could really manipulate the answers to just give it to you. Sure. It would be like, do you like sitting and writing for long periods of time? Strongly agree. And then, yeah. It's easy. Whenever I took uh, career aptitude tests... Uh, I was very aware that they were being tracked by at least like the local or state government. Any state funded test, I would do this because I was really paranoid about being tracked. Uh, I would answer honestly a couple of times and then fully lie on other answers. Uh, I would do the same for standardized tests where I would answer correctly a few times in a row. Uh, And then I was like, but I can't be found out like some kind of freak. So I started to answer questions incorrectly multiple times in a row. Until federal agents showed up at your door and said, this boy is exactly what we need for an initiative of child Mm -hmm. spies. Oh, there are two of me. 
<laughs> I was cloned at the age of 12 because they found the right candidate. I don't know what the other Ethan is doing. Yeah, and that guy is struggling because you lied. <laughs> <laughs> he is currently cleaning up toxic sludge in Ohio <laughs> after a train derailment. He's on fire. <laughs> He was the first one covered in vinyl chloride, and they were like, oh, the controlled burn starts with his body. <laughs> Come on, Ethan, too. But at least now I I can mind meld with the horrible smoke cloud over East Palestine. <laughs> What's it thinking? What's his plan? It's, it's, scre- it's just so much pain. It's agony. I hate you. <laughs> It's full Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Porco Rosso is the movie we're covering. Yeah, speaking of tests, I can get right into this one. Uh, So my first question is, uh, what do you guys know about this? Uh, Have you, you haven't seen it, obviously, and why have you not seen it? I'll let Wes go first, since I probably know some stuff. (laughs) Okay, um... Like, I, really the only thing I'm familiar with with Studio Ghibli is I, I've seen the posters or, like, the <laughs> thumbnails get advertised to me on, like, streaming services. So I think this is the one where it's a pig flying a plane. He's flying a plane. Um, I think it's in a battle of some kind, uh, but I'm pretty sure it looks cheery. So I'm going to guess he's a stunt pilot. Um, he, and I think the, the story's going to be very grounded. Like he's just trying to win the affection of um, pig lady on the ground who isn't giving him the time of day. That sounds still appealing. Like, I just love the <laughs> love the pig angle. Cool. So if I can take over here, yeah. Uh, this is uh, it's a movie that features a pig who is a war pilot. However, he's not the main character. We follow a human girl that's just like tagging along and figuring out what the deal with the pig village is. Mm, yes, pig village. There's because the pigs, I as far as I remember, there's not like a curse. They're just pig people. Mm. I don't remember why there's a war, but since it's a Studio Ghibli movie, I imagine <laughs> that natural resources are being plundered from somewhere by a big tyrannical force of industry. And the pigs are fighting against that. Yeah. Is this movie because leftist? every studio? <laughs> is that your studio prediction? Ghibli... <laughs> yeah, Wes's prediction is it's very leftist. Very leftist. But yeah, you're saying every Studio Ghibli movie is. Uh... Every Studio Ghibli movie is about three things. Yeah. AOC. One. <laughs> <laughs> Two Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and, three. and three Dark Brandon. 
They're doing a crossover uh, movie with all three. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> Miyazaki's like, out of retirement for it. Sounds yeah. like Vomit City, am I right? <laughs> no, every Studio Ghibli movie is about three things. One, the AOC. beauty of nature. <laughs> Two, that war is bad. And three, the magic of flight. Yeah. Nature war is bad. Flight is cool. Yeah, those are the three things every Studio Ghibli movie is about. Now I'm uh, picturing... Especially Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing the one with my neighbor, whatever it is. Um, That's what it's called. You, you nailed it. <laughs> and the, the the moment that they discover the magic of flight, the, the big gray stuffed animal character just starts floating into the air spontaneously <laughs> it's like freaking out and they get like oh no that was so crap and he just won't he just keeps going higher and higher totoro starts speaking sorry the big gray stuffed animal starts speaking for the first time screaming and then is shot by multiple warplanes <laughs> but he doesn't come down he keeps going up yeah listen wes you're not super far off there is there is a scene where he just starts kind of floating. <laughs> and screaming? <laughs> yeah, he does some screaming, yes. <laughs> but it's a much higher pitched, hu- more human scream than you might be expecting. Yeah. <laughs> Totoro is Ghibli's answer to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that was my Johnny wait, wait Test impression. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Johnny Test. Come on, Goofy. Yeah, there's a Goofy in Johnny Test, right? Yeah, the dog's name is still Goofy. <laughs> still voiced by Bill Farmer. Uh, okay, so Porco Rosso uh, has a very specific job in this movie. What is it? Mm. Ethan? gotta be defender of the faith yeah what faith um have you heard of (laughs) have you heard of the ape doctrines from planet (laughs) of the apes oh yeah doctrine what happens simian is that like the three robot laws they're very similar to the (laughs) to asimov's laws of robotics (laughs) one ape stronger together (laughs) <laughs> Two. <laughs> See no evil. Yeah. <laughs> ape, no kill ape. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is there's a pig doctrine, and Porco Ross is <laughs> defending that. Specifically exactly governing I'm over saying. apes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've said it, and I'm sticking to it. I'm going to say... Porco Rosso is a religious leader. I'm going to say Porco Russo is um he is a butcher whoa yeah yeah works in a deli when you said porco russo i assumed you were gonna say he's writing the next avengers movie (laughs) no i don't think i didn't the russo brothers quit after what they did to black widow (laughs) they were so disgusted with themselves (laughs) 
they put themselves on timeout. No, no. Uh, what Marvel did with Black Widow, they the Russo brothers didn't do it. Oh yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure so they, they got did. yeah, yeah. They wanted to pursue a passion project called The Gray Man with <laughs> Ryan Gosling and someone else, Chris Evans. Their real passion project was just Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Let's pursue him. They've been worth. <laughs> Um, okay, so earlier you mentioned that he is, Porco's trying to win the affections of a pig lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question, there is a woman, her name is Theo in this movie. I want you to tell me who she is and what is the, what's her relationship with Porco? Um, it's strictly fucking... <laughs> Um, really, this is just, like, friends with benefits. Um, they're... It's solely physical. They've known each other for years. They know they know it can't work out, but, you know... <laughs> Mr. Russo, uh, starts developing, uh, attachments to her. And then slowly is trying to make her fall in love with him. By, like plotting out what her schedule is <laughs> so he's not showing trying to up woo her. at random times to try and make it seem coincidental <laughs> tries to woo by being a creep wait i didn't say anything about being a creep <laughs> <laughs> it worked for me oh <laughs> uh, no like by completely normal did it work i mean yeah we'll just uh tries to woo through unconventional <laughs> methods Look, the movies we watched growing up told us you could get the girl as long as you followed her for long enough, learned stuff about her, and put notes in her locker without her knowing who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's some way to make a bet with her about falling in love, that's also ideal. Mm-hmm. You're in. Yeah. You, you're starting to get it. <laughs> oh, you can write this down. I'm starting a new doc. <laughs> Andrea, move out. <laughs> I've got to try something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wait, Ethan, what, is, what do you think their relationship is? Uh, I think that they both admire something that the other lacks in a platonic way. Yeah. So they start off not very close, uh, but a friendship builds as they try to teach each other the skills that the other needs mm-hmm. to advance in life. Very yeah. Kiki's delivery service, very oh, Princess yeah. Mononoke. <laughs> yeah, you have very like a Princess good frame Bride. of reference. <laughs> Wes is has no prior Ghibli relationship knowledge besides Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> And the <laughs> one scene I remember of Spirited Away when I watched it when I was 10. Yeah. Did that one have the pigs in it? Yeah. Yeah, lots of pigs. <laughs> they uh, were her parents. So this is like mutual respect friendship mm-hmm. uh, that builds over the course of the film. Romance is so overrated. Yeah. overrated like Wes said it's just about it's purely carnal it's just <laughs> fucking in a Ghibli movie yeah Miyazaki's whole thing is like just explore physical. one another's bodies <laughs> just do it physical relationships are 
the pinnacle of human connection. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what he thinks. I remember I remember he's always gone on record saying that animation <laughs> wasn't for the otaku enough and needed <laughs> to be about fan service and <laughs> sexualization. Yeah. Pioneer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, next question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how feminist is this movie? Ooh. Sometimes he is, and sometimes he's not. I'm going to go with six. All right. What's your justification? Um, I feel like, for the most part, there's going to be a lot of uh, gender roles played out pretty strictly. Um, no one's going to really deviate much from that. Um, but the there'll be like one big action that puts it just a little on the feminist side. Yeah. Nice. Ethan? I'm going to go on the opposite side. I'm going to say four. Gotcha. Because there's... There's something there's something to the idea of literal chauvinist pigs. <laughs> but I don't think they do enough to correct it. And I feel like Princess Mononoke, not sure if this came out before or after, mm. but is very much a direct answer to some problems that this movie had caused. Princess Mononoke is trying to course correct. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, I need an entire town of women who just do everything. Hold on. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck. I hope the pig analogy makes sense, not like uh, Animal Farm or something. Like, yeah. To make any I damn don't... sense. Yeah, that's just like literally about like if animals formed a government, they would suck at it. <laughs> of course they would. <laughs> they can't fucking talk. Yeah. <laughs> and all those like animals to get like they don't they need different laws. Like horse, mm-hmm. horse can't follow the rules of a pig. I don't know. You know what? I really think that the movie that handles it the best is Over the Hedge. Yeah. Do they have a government because... in Over the Hedge? <laughs> they have a representative <laughs> no, but if form a... of democracy. <laughs> but I think that if a squirrel drank coffee, it would turn into the Flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like one of two or three movies that did that joke over the course of those years. Where it was like, <laughs> yeah, give a squirrel caffeine and something happens. What was the other one? Uh, Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked did the same thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Over the Hedge does it better because they do the uh, Quicksilver thing mm-hmm. of just like Before everything. Before Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, in the interviews for X-Men something something, <laughs> they're like, a big inspiration was Over the Hedge. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get Steve Carell to play Quicksilver, but he won't, he won't sign on for it. He keeps saying, you can find someone younger. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did. Also, we wanted to make him a raccoon. Everyone was making raccoon characters around then. Couldn't do it. Rocket raccoon. Oh yeah, Hoodwinked had an evil raccoon. <laughs> Is Hoodwinked good? I, I, I saw it once, and I remember it being fine. Yeah. I prefer Here's the thing. Hoodwinked 2. Hoodwinked again. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hoodwinked on me. Yeah. Here's my thing about Hoodwinked. It's it, like more than any other animated movies at the time, they went full on like action. They're doing things mm-hmm. with the camera that like no one else is like. They didn't look good, but the camera movements are very good, you know? Yeah, because they were, they were like trying to emulate uh, wushu and kung fu movies at the time. I remember the wire foo, like uh, Little Red kicking someone and then mm-hmm. everything freezes and they rotate the camera 360 degrees around. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if only that movie didn't suck. It looks ugly. <laughs> but yeah. They put their energy where it counted. Mm-hmm. Props. Um, here's another. And then we got Shrek, and that was good. Shrek. Oh, was that the same time? Because Shrek does. No, Shrek was after. Because uh, they're both DreamWorks, I think. Am I crazy? Something. Maybe I think, I think Shrek Hoodwink came was out before Hoodwink. Indie studio. Well, Hoodwink was 2006, so yeah, yeah, I think that was after. Never mind. <laughs> And Hoodwink 2 was after Shrek the Third. Wow. Hmm. Lots of conversation. Uh, was the, it was the Weinstein Company, uh, and it had Andy Dick in it. So I think we can stop talking about Hoodwink now. <laughs> Why? Yeah, it was a passion project for both of them. Uh, okay, so this <laughs> one's this question is a little more uh, on the subjective side as well. How hot is Porco Rosso in this movie? I'll give him a seven. Yeah. Because I'm going to watch it in Japanese, and I think the voice will matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give him a two. Yeah. He's a pig. And he's a cartoon. <laughs> Every cartoon character is below a five, because that's the drawing. <laughs> yeah. Except to you, Stephen, because you're constantly fucking paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have high standards for paper characters. <laughs> Especially if they're yourself. <laughs> yeah. Is that part of the our conversation on recording? Or <laughs> I can take it out if you want. No, I'm just wondering if that'll make sense in context. <laughs> you know, sometimes I have made that mistake. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to leave it then. You can leave it in and... <laughs> It'll make sense or it won't. Yeah, exactly. Sink, by the way. Uh, wait, Wes, what was your justification for giving Porco a two? He's a pig. He's a pig. Okay, so that concludes our open-ended questions. Uh, moving on to multiple choice. Um, Ooh. Why is Porco Rosso a pig? A... Many characters are animals in this movie. B, he is under an ambiguous curse. C, his mother is a pig, but his father was a human. Mm. Or D, he's wearing a costume. I'm going to go with A. Many characters are animals. Yeah. All right. Ethan? Uh, now I, f- I feel like I'm backpedaling and I- I'm going to go... I know this is wrong, but I'm going back to B. I think it might be an ambiguous curse. All right. Because <laughs> the way you worded many characters are animals put me on the fence. I see. Because I was like, I think there might be a couple more pigs, but I don't know if there are more 
animals in general. <laughs> yeah, many characters are animals, a la Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Where this world just is what it is. I didn't get that really show. Think about it. Porco Rosso and Bojack Horseman are kind of the same thing. <laughs> I didn't get Bojack. What, Why? It wasn't very funny. <laughs> Should have been yeah. more like The Simpsons. Is, Which yeah, I also don't few... get. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I watch The Simpsons, I always think, like, why isn't there more, like, suicidal ideology in this? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Every night, Homer should struggle to fall asleep because he <laughs> thinks he should kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Simpsons family should suffer from various mental health issues. <laughs> yeah. Are we pitching Family Guy? <laughs> or Winnie the Pooh? No, I don't think <laughs> oh. I, I don't think Family Guy is I don't think everyone's suffering from various mental health issues in Family Guy. <laughs> well, I think they are, but they play it uh for comedy. <laughs> and don't address the underlying problems at all. <laughs> I'm going to reveal to you, Ethan, a wedding present that I was going to get you, but it became too expensive. It was an auction online for an entire set of Family Guy action figures. Cool. I would have melted that down. (laughs) I'd have driven that straight to Ohio. A brown... A paste of plastic that you could just <laughs> mm-hmm. turn into whatever you want after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mask of my own face. This used to be Family Guy. <laughs> you, know, you know, this used to be every Family Guy character. I like how Ethan's now doing some revisionist history, acting like he hasn't said that family guy is kind of good on this <laughs> podcast before <laughs> have i said that yes you have i think well i mean uh... well yeah it's like i think family guy is going through like a revisionist period where people are like it is what it is and it might it i think it might be better than a lot of stuff just being thrown at the wall nowadays mm-hmm. is yeah i think that early family guy is probably better than like some seasons of Rick and Morty. Is that saying a lot? No. Yeah. There's a reason it's been on for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's because it makes that fucking money, baby. <laughs> and it deserves it because it's good. No one says that. <laughs> sweeps the it's just re- sweeps the Golden Globes every year. Every year. <laughs> Second after things wouldn't <laughs> things wouldn't be on TV unless they were really fucking good. Yeah. And it's been on a long time. <laughs> the Simpsons was good the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and continues to be. And continues to be really good. Not a single flop. Not not one flop era. Lost ended because it got bad. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes ended because the world wasn't ready. 
That's the only one that was different. <laughs> That's why they brought it back. And then they discovered that they still weren't ready. <laughs> Whenever executives cancel a show, they have to tick a little box as to why. <laughs> and one of them is, world's not ready. <laughs> Putting this show on timeout. <laughs> we'll bring it back soon. <laughs> Uh, anyway, NBC, if you're ready for another pitch on Heroes, send it over to us. We're working on it. <laughs> this time, the, the the cheerleader has to save another cheerleader. <laughs> but it's her. <laughs> They're both her. And it's still Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> we yeah. ate her up. So you think it's a s- the world's finally ready for Heroes 2, two cheerleaders. <laughs> two worlds. Steven, it'd be Heroes 3 because Heroes Reborn came out when we were in college. Oh, right. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> you have the full box set behind you. Yeah. Got a poster on my wall. <laughs> right next to a swirled image of your face. <laughs> I like both. <laughs> <laughs> More than most. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next question. Uh, this is actually uh, topical, uh, Ethan. I think you should watch like a tiny bit of the American dub or the English dub. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But my question is, who did the American dub of Porco Rosso? Oh, who, I know this. Who is Porco? Okay. Okay. So one, Brad Garrett. Uh, oh, B, uh, Russell Crowe, C, Michael Keaton, or D, Javier Bardem. Man, that would have been cool. <laughs> so it's not that one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one day more. Russell Crowe. One for Russell Crowe. I thought you were saying Javert incorrectly for Javier <laughs> Bardem. <laughs> uh, I actually need to see if I'm right about this. Yeah, I'm right. It's Ke- It's Keaton. Okay. All right. Um, How good would Jim Belushi have been? Just as good as anyone else, I presume, is in this movie. Yeah. You know, the, the Disney era dubs. Isn't Elle Fanning in this movie too? Elle Fanning is in Totoro because she and That's right. Dakota did the sisters when they were that age. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's one of the Disney dubs, which I refuse to watch. Yeah. Christian Bale plays Howl. Um <laughs> He fucking sucks. He's not it's really bad. Yeah, he's not like yeah, he's not the sultry yeah, it's he's not a voice actor, I don't think. Did you know? He really brings the gloomy sadness that Howell definitely doesn't have at all. <laughs> Did you know in 2011, Jim Belushi announced that he had gout? Wow. I don't know we had to do that. Did we hear, like, the end of it? Like, did he get... Did he, it... uh, he, he became a part <laughs> of an educational campaign called Check Out Your Gout. Good for him. 
Hey, I've been diagnosed. <laughs> I've been diagnosed with terminal gout. <laughs> Ethan, make sure you look up if anyone has died from gout, and then you can decide whether or not to keep that joke. It's so funny when celebrities are like, "This illness, it could happen to you," because it happened to a celebrity. Yeah, Tom Hanks and COVID. Yeah. Yeah, that was a turning point for a lot of people. <laughs> and then they and then apparently the US government decided they didn't care what Tom Hanks had to say anymore and reversed all policy on it. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Like, Tom call us when you're in Toy Story 5. <laughs> oh god. He was notoriously like consulted for most policy decisions, but then after <laughs> this <laughs> they were like, "No more." That'll affect the bottom line, Tom. Come on. <laughs> You're out of the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. So, Porco says in this movie, he has a line where he says he would rather be a pig than a blank. Mm. He, the choices are A, a fascist, B, a woman, C, a goat. Or D, an Italian. <laughs> Ethan, you want to answer this one first? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a woman. All right. Ethan thinks it would be better to be a pig than a woman. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, the reason I picked that answer is because I wholeheartedly agree. I'm yeah. just going to take the red mean and say fascist. Despite there being no difference <laughs> between a pig and a fascist, every time I see a cute little teacup pig, I'm like, fascist. <laughs> Put them all down. <laughs> um, all right. Every time I see a pig, I think of a cop. <laughs> every time I watch Babe Pig in the City, I say a cab. <laughs> every time the pig's on screen. Mm-hmm. You're like, they, I'm glad they killed his mother, and I hope they get him too. <laughs> Did you know Jim Belushi was mocked on set of According to Jim for having frequent diarrhea? <laughs> this is on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> Uh, did you know Jim Belushi identifies with his Albanian ancestry and was awarded honorary Albanian citizenship? Wow. Just keep this tab open in case we want to keep going back to Jim facts. <laughs> uh, each question needs to be punctuated with a little bit about Jim. <laughs> Jibaluji, who is not associated with Porco Rosso any, in any way, uh, says yeah. he continues his brother's legacy by performing his music role in the Blues Brothers with original member Dan Aykroyd. I thought you were asking us a question about <laughs> Porco Rosso. <laughs> I started paying attention for nothing. But you just learned something brand new, Ethan. <laughs> something you didn't know before. <laughs> Coming to you <laughs> on a dusty road. All right, we can get into like the real um, 
Jim oh wait oh facts no i have some more multi-choice multi multiplayer choice questions Ooh. yeah uh what is porco's real name A. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, are you going to give us options or are we just going for it? I have very dramatic pauses planned <laughs> into the whole thing. Oh my, yeah, my stomach just just fell. <laughs> I, was, I was so on the edge of my seat. You can make me look like an idiot and take the pause out and then leave the thing about the me talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right, so options are A, Boris. B. Marco, C. Benito, or D. Hayao. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Marco Rubio. All right. I was also gonna go for Marco. Nice. I'm gonna guess Marco Rubio was named after this. Guy. <laughs> yeah, big fans of anime his parents (laughs) Marco Rubio has done everything he can to distance himself from being a weeb (laughs) yeah it's like um is it Ted Cruz Ted Cruz is Mexican descent Uh, yeah what's his real name asking me Raphael his real name is Raphael his parents were Ninja Turtle fans. I don't know about that one, guys. <laughs> I'll cut that one for you. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, there is like kind of a primary antagonist in this movie. What is their nationality? Mm. A. German. B. Russian. C. British. Or D. American. Gotta go with the Brits. Alright. One for the Brits. Um guy root for the little guy. USA. USA. Alright. Um that concludes our multi choice section. Now we're gonna find out what's true and what's false. Mm-hmm. I would say that one thing that is true is that Jim Belushi's favorite films include Being There, Casino, and The Godfather. Wow. Godfather isn't surprising at all. I think it's just because he wishes he was in it. (laughs) I think that Jim Belushi does a Brando impression every day. That's, yeah. Speaking of, like, voices he does, his first voiceover for animation was as a pimple on Crumb's head in Awe, Real Monsters on Nickelodeon. Hmm. Uh, okay, true or false? True or false question number one. <laughs> Steven, what's it like having the reins? <laughs> I never, I, I don't lead a thing in my life. So this is <laughs> very new for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity to test the waters of leadership. I will be running for public office after this. <laughs> I think you've, I think you've made it. This is enough experience. With you being yeah. in Chicago, you're going to need that Jim Belushi, Belushi endorsement. Right. Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. True or false? Uh, por- Porco makes a bet to win a child bride. That's just true. Star Wars Phantom Menace false. <laughs> <laughs> so Ethan says true and Wes says false. Padme wanted in on that. Although this is... But... <laughs> 
eight years before Phantom Menace, I think. If that changes your answer at all. George Lucas had all the Star Wars movies plotted out before he even made the first one. It's what he said 30 years after he made the first one. (laughs) I saw... George Lucas is, however, canon weeb. Oh, yeah. True. Pretty cool. One of the big ones. One of the big American weebs. (laughs) So big. I'm doing what I can to get on that list. (laughs) Such a big weeb that he copies without any uh direct citation yeah buddy get ready for a movie that we're covering next week uh where it was fully stolen by an american director (laughs) wait which one are you doing sure so this isn't this is going to be one of my questions for it uh i'm covering paprika Ah. Mm -hmm. i actually haven't seen any satoshi Kone, which is like okay yeah all great there was that film festival last year where they released them all for free oh nice uh and so i got to see paprika during that um so i'm gonna cover it again uh wes uh inception stole a lot from that movie (laughs) okay as a christopher nolan stan (laughs) he's like he's a genius so Maybe we take our foot off the gas pedal and just take a break. And we can shelve that conversation for later. We'll be back next week. (laughs) All right. My next question, true or false, the bad guys in this movie are all very mean and very evil. False. Lovable. False. They're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Porco does fly under the Nazi flag. Incidental. It was sign of the times. Um, like uh, the Buster Keaton movie where he fights for the South or whatever. Just, you know. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just years yeah, after the war. you're talking to people who aren't this. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always... Yeah, the movie came out in 92. We hadn't really reflected on World War II yeah. yet. Uh, if you... Well, Ethan, have you seen Wind Rises... I haven't. That's the best part of that that movie because it's about this talented engineer who basically builds the planes that become kamikaze planes. Um, Mm. But it's all about like the beauty of aircrafts and how he's just like, I want to make a a flying machine that's great. And then at the end it's like, (laughs) and you know, World War II happened. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) Please see the direct sequel of this movie. Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> you see some of the planes. So. Mm-hmm. You have a new appreciation. He made those. He made those. It's cameo. War <laughs> can't be all bad. <laughs> I think so. Gets a bad rap. I wouldn't have my job today if it wasn't for war. I wouldn't be alive today without war. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. All right. Uh, Porco Rosso fights a pirate. True or false? Uh, true. And it's Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I'm going to take that for your words. So your point for that question hinges on whether or not it is Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) If it's Johnny Depp, does he get a point? Uh, half a point. Yeah. (laughs) It's Johnny Depp, but as Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I'm also going to say true. All right. Awesome. Um, 
Okay, so next true or false, there is a hot French musical number in this. Any true or false? Please, true. Say that going into every movie. False. I walk into a movie and I say, if this doesn't have a hot French musical, I'm out of here. <laughs> It's been a minute since I finished a movie. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of French musicals, though, that I've seen. I finished a lot of those. Although some... Like... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, this... King and I. <laughs> this is King and I. <laughs> Do you watch the French version? <laughs> <laughs> the French <Yeah>. dub. <laughs> The problem is I have to watch the French dub of musicals because I can't think of any. <laughs> Let me tell you, my favorite French musical, Fiddler on the Roof, is so good. <laughs> my favorite French musical, West Side Story. The what? Which takes place on the streets of Paris, West Side Story. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, only seen Hamilton in French um <laughs> the lion king yeah um uh une chambre en ville uh mm. obviously a personal favorite yeah. uh gotta go on connaît la chanson um are you cheating uh les chansons d'amour no no i'm not cheating these are all movies i've seen <laughs> um um Faubourg 36. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. My dad, his unironically, his favorite movie when I was growing up is The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which is a Jacques Demy movie in French. It's a French opera movie. Uh, so they're singing the whole time, and we always roasted him for it because it was boring. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I went to college, and film school stuff and i found out it's like one of the best movies which was weird but you never let him know right and he still died because i imagine you still hate it actually yeah no i i like it a lot (laughs) that's just grumpy uh you just like your father your favorite movie is the same as his yeah andrea actually yeah she went to like the theater to like like, the Cinematheque had it on one night, and she came back, and she was like, yeah, it was great. It's called The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. And I was like, Dad? <laughs> you know how you are with your girlfriend sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you want them to be your dad. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like how Jim Belushi's dad's name is Anastas Belushi. Actually, that is a fun fact. Cut, I'm going to cut all the other ones. That's the only one that stays. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give you another true or false question. You guys ready? I'll take Yeah, I guess. Okay, cool. Uh, this movie takes place over the English Channel in 1941. True. True. Okay. Uh, this is my last one for you. It's not a joke, so don't laugh at it, okay? It's a serious question. <laughs> Porco Rosso believes that heaven is for real. I would never think that was a joke. Uh, yeah, he wrote. I'm going to say false. It's not a belief; it's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your answer to this comes as an endorsement of your real life beliefs. Yes, absolutely. Just like with the whole quiz, so. 
Guys, we have to we have to shoot these at at noon because I have to go to church in the morning. Yes. <laughs> I go to very early church every Sunday. We were just talking about that. Or before you got on, Wes and I were uh, talking about our, our church buddies that we see every Sunday. Do you think it's Saturday, Ethan? No, it's Sunday. Yeah, you said you were going to wake up early. What are to- you confused about? You said you were going to wake up early tomorrow to go to church. I woke up early today. Hmm. We're all the tape. Sorry, Wes... I think it's been a minute since Wes has been to church. Out of the three of us, it's been the longest since he's been. Yeah. When did you go to church last? <laughs> this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure with your Jewish fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Don't put so much stank on that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when was the last time you went to church? Me? I know Stephen's gone relatively recently. Yeah. Catholic Mass. Oh, never? You've never gone to church? Oh, fully never? I think you're missing out on a, a key American experience. <laughs> I don't like it, but I don't know. It's <laughs> interesting. Have you ever gone to temple? No. No? I have been to a place of worship uh, for weddings. Or uh, on tour in Boston, Massachusetts. All right, wait. Uh, so Ethan said false that Porco believes in believes heaven is for real because it's a fact. <laughs> so I I guess that's also true. <laughs> yeah, what a poorly written I'm just question. Gonna, I'm just gonna say false. Okay. I'm just gonna say so false. So you you think Porco is an atheist? Sure. Okay. Yes. Uh, Wes, what do you think Porco Rosso believes? Uh, I'm going to say true that he thinks it's it's full real. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have my screen grab, so I'm going to share, and you guys can look at this wonderful... All right. Uh, the picture we got here is our good friend Porco Rosso smoking at least six cigarettes hanging out in a barn with a rocking crib he is in here because he's a carpenter and he just built this crib and it's going out to a family go as a carpenter charitable but he's sad because he uh he can't conceive a child. Because <laughs> he's a pig. He's impotent. He's an impotent pig. Yeah, this is a movie about male virility. Um, <laughs> the, the plane is in like one scene. <laughs> but it is a metaphor. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, Porco at one point had a wife. She was expecting. She died in childbirth along with the baby so now every night he goes up to the attic where the crib is and he sits next to it and smokes a pack of cigarettes in uh pure agony 
So the child died too. Yeah. Smokes a pack. But he keeps it in the crib. We just can't see it. <laughs> just it looks, filled to it the looks like the eraser head baby. <laughs> it's filled with the baby. I have some bonus questions. Um, this one's a little broad, but what what was the big like motivation for Miyazaki to make Porco Rosso? This original film that he wrote. Why did he do it? Was this one of the ones that came out after his son was directing a movie that he fucking hated, and he was like, "I gotta put something good out." I think to save my company's name. This is a little before that. <laughs> okay. A uh, healthy family dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so bad, Wes. Kind of like Jackie Chan and his children. It's not. It, it's it's not similar in that it's I think less abusive, but it's still not good. <laughs> I will put as an answer for you, Ethan, that he was disappointed in his son, regardless whether it was about Earthsea or not. Okay. <laughs> the documentary about him, watch, like where he watches Earthsea. It kicks so much ass. <laughs> he steps out like three times for a cigarette break. He's like squirming in his chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he worked on... His son did direct Up on Poppy Hill. And he like helped him a little more with that one. So I think they reconciled mm-hmm. with that. Mm. Did you ever watch that one? No, I I haven't watched most of them because the the ones that I have watched have I'll talk about this more in the next part. But Ghibli movies to me are just like too slow paced and kind of about the same thing. Oh yeah. Or I feel like if I've watched one of them, I've watched most of them. Up on Poppy Hill, I think, is one of the bad ones, and I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. There's two teens; they're falling in love, and for one second. They think they might be blood siblings. Mm-hmm. And then, spoilers, they find out they're not and they keep dating. But if I ever like yeah. found out it was anywhere close to that with a romantic interest, I'd be like, well, that's done. I'm out. <laughs> well, you should check out the uh, 90s movie with Jennifer Aniston, Rumor Has It. Oh, yeah. Which is a spiritual sequel to The Graduate in which she thinks that her birth father is the Dustin Hoffman character in the movie so she goes to meet him and then that night has sex with him <laughs> um, still thinking that he is her father wow <laughs> bold yeah that's the kind of bold uh, anyway, filmmaking that it's too dangerous for today's audiences <laughs> um Sorry, what was the question? Well, why did he make why this did movie? Why did he make this movie? Yeah. He already answered uh, it. He was disappointed in his son. Yeah, I, I can take other, other... Yeah, say whatever you want. I'm chill. Uh, to inspire his son to make better movies. <laughs> That's my answer. My answer is he was hanging out around too many pigs and was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> he loves pigs. No, no, no. He doesn't love no. them. He... Yeah, just, he was just around them. He was around a lot of... <laughs> Pig exposure. Pig exposure. Pig exposure. Careful, pig exposure might lead to making a feature animated film about a pig flying a little plane. Or H1N1. I've been around these pigs for too long. I'm seeing them in planes. (laughs) I gotta make this. Every night I'm just, I'm sweating. 
I gotta <laughs> draw a little pig. It smells like it smells like spam, and I have to draw a little pig <laughs> in an airplane. <laughs> it's in the DSM five. This out. Hmm? Was that your last bonus question? Oh, one more bonus question. Uh, Porco Rosso eats a nice little meal at a hotel. Uh, what do you think is the meal that he eats? Ham and eggs. All right. Um, those triangle rice things with the black jelly donuts. Yeah, jelly donuts. Are those jelly donuts? Uh, what are the? So, in Pokemon, the English dub, they pull them out and they call them jelly donuts. They're called onigiri. They're um, filled rice ball. What's the black thing? Seaweed. Yeah. Uh, We go to H-Mart occasionally to get some of those. They're very good. Uh, Exotic. (laughs) uh, They have like a really... They have like a plastic thing you have to pull apart in a specific way or it will all come unwrapped and fall apart in your hands. Mm-hmm. And I do it wrong every time. You have to you have to read a manual <laughs> on how to eat one every time you eat one. Yeah. It's to keep the rice separate from the seaweed so that the seaweed doesn't get like wet. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's wrapped that way. But if you don't take it apart correctly, it just becomes a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I lived in Japan for a year, didn't do it correct until I moved back yeah. here. <laughs> it's fun. It's like a little puzzle you got to learn before you get to eat something. And they're good. The, uh, the shrimp tempura ones are my favorite. Nice. Yeah, we have like salmon, crab, and it's great. All right. Wes ate sushi for the first time last year. Yeah. There is. Uh, uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to watch this movie in a couple seconds, and then we'll be back. Uh, with another hour and a half segment. <laughs> Guest episodes are always long. We'll be back. <laughs> you guys want to sign a blindness pact? Sorry, go ahead. Um, Avatar fans, they're wanna weebs, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, here's hmm. they are wanna weebs because they're desperate for their property. V- to be considered anime <laughs> in a way it kind of is yeah but at that point i'm like guys if you want to be weebs just go watch full metal alchemist brotherhood the guys who made the thing you like ripped everything off from that whoa 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 <laughs> let's not start throwing around wild accusations like that Look, My... I'm just saying, if you're trying to dip your toes into anime, that's the one that everyone recommends. And if you're trying to look at the water, that's Avatar. My favorite thing about Avatar is that, like, they they do all of the, like, techniques for animation to make it look a little anime as, But then they, they, just, they just set it in Asia. Asia. They're mm-hmm. just like everything <laughs> except for cora they're like now it's new york city yeah <laughs> everything evolves into western civilization <laughs> it's the end goal i played spore <laughs> if they do 70 years i loved when my organism evolved into a city <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is the worst phase don't get look to look at your weird little guy anymore. I always liked these. 
Did you guys ever play the Spore game for the Nintendo DS? <laughs> where you get to spend the whole time as the little guy? I knew it existed, but I've never played it, and I heard nothing but bad things about it. Um, it's not great, but the important thing is it lets you continue to New Game Plus every time you beat it, but change the shape of your little guy. <laughs> Because, like, during the course of the normal game, the expectation is every time you level up, you're supposed to add more parts to it and make it more complex. And you draw them yourself, of course. But when you New Game Plus, you don't have to anymore. So you can just be a bean that kills everything on the screen instantly. It just feels like it became, like, an arcade game. What game isn't an arcade game? You could play any game Angry Birds. today at the arcade. You, okay, you got Fruit me there. Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Flappy Bird. <laughs> Flappy Tickets. Uh, Mario. <laughs> Duck Hunt. Like, <laughs> Spore was like the premier iMac game. Like at every Apple store, you could play Spore on their display computers. Mm-hmm. So. I really desperately wanted to every time. <laughs> I remember I never I didn't play it until I was like a senior in high school. But I remember when it first came out, I'm pretty sure 60 minutes did a segment on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're in the right channels when your <laughs> video game shows up on 60 minutes. <laughs> It was on ripe for grandmas to get for their kids. It was on 60 Minutes or CBS this morning. Sunday morning. CBS Sunday morning. You know, there's not really a great way to see what 60 Minutes has covered. Wait a minute. I found a ranker article. With 668 items that are the best episodes of 60 Minutes. <laughs> Did it rank Here's all the of them? Top. Here's the top 668 episodes. But uh, it's like when. Surprisingly, um, yeah, you can't look at rankings. I was. Uh, when my mom had Spectrum and you could go to spectrum on demand and look at like look for episodes to watch of stuff that just aired and because of the way they uh set everything up even the today show was listed by like season (laughs) (laughs) so it was like season 89 of the today show (laughs) That took place in 2004. <laughs> would you, but would you rather the Today Show just be listed numerically? Like what episode it is? Or is dividing by seasons better? I feel like just listing the date it aired is all you need. <laughs> but you don't have that choice. I'm giving you two options. One, it's all in a single season. Or two, you break up the years by seasons, which is what I assume they did. Real morning heads will give you a like a, a like list of how to watch it in the correct order. 
It's yeah. not chronological. My <laughs> my ideal watch order like Evangelion. My favorite idea after seeing that was that uh, you could buy a season of it on Blu-ray. <laughs> what is that? What's a season of the Today Show? <laughs> this is the season where Al and Matt finally got together. <laughs> I love 2013. I want to remember every day. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, what happened today? Because you know the Today Show is always on top of it. Mm-hmm. They're not showing four-month-old YouTube videos. Really? <laughs> I've never watched the Today Show. Guys, I need to go on record. They do I'm sometimes. I'm a complete poser. I'm a Today Show poser. <laughs> like, they cover real news for the first 45 minutes, and then after that, they just are like... Let's see what the top YouTube videos are. <laughs> oh, so it's like a normal hangout with your friends. Yeah. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's What else is in the news? Um, uh... <laughs> I was just watching 30 Rock the other day, and they had a joke where they were like, we're preparing a segment for the Today Show tomorrow. And they're like, oh, what is it? And then the, the person was like, Oh, it's a segment about how it's fall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome back. It's fall, y'all. <laughs> it's been an entire year. And that's how long it took us to watch Porco Rosso. Because I insisted that it's an autumn film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the orange hues of the movies lend itself to this season. <laughs> Of pumpkin spice and Halloween. <laughs> so we put ourselves in some cryogenic tanks and we <laughs> We didn't live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to remember our the the questions and what our answers were in order to have a a, a truly memorable experience. See, that's my I fault. Think... <laughs> I think But the write important it down. thing is the memory yeah. <laughs> you gotta write these questions down, Stephen. <laughs> We all went on FMLA at work, thing we all definitely qualify for. Um, HR joke for you guys. We all lost loved ones along the way during the wait. That were cryogenically frozen for different reasons. Yeah. Other movies. Ethan missed his wedding. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to cryogenically freeze myself, go far enough into the future. Hop on back once time travel gets invented. (laughs) But in the meantime, you have to uh, deal with the fact that Kira and her new husband are living in the same apartment. (laughs) Which is actually Ethan. (laughs) 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 But it's the Lego movie to Ethan, so it's going to be just a Chad version of you. (laughs) Gotta know what that looks like. <laughs> let's talk about let's let's talk about this movie. Yes. Let's talk about it. All I right. gotta go to ballet class. I, there's no time. <laughs> so bed by eight is great. Uh, is how I'm starting off the theme of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what did you guys think? You both watched it for the first time this week. My favorite movie, Porco Rosso, and I will be personally mm-hmm. hurt if you guys did not like it. Uh, uh, yeah. What did you guys think? 
Cool. I save that to the end. Um, <laughs> Someone doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know how I scored before I tell you how I feel about oh, it. Gotcha. Oh, it, I uh, see. It really influences my emotions. Okay, so you want to get right into the quiz? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so starting off, um, I asked what you guys knew about it. Do you score with that one? If you feel like it's why haven't we seen it is that what you're asking no it was what do you know about it oh yeah if we got anything remotely right usually we get half a point but if we are completely off it's zero (laughs) well i gave you guys both a point because you both said it's about a pig flying a plane um uh ethan got even a little bit you know what i'll give west 0.75 because ethan went a step further and said there's a human girl involved um so there always is have fun with that math steven yeah no no no. i've got a spreadsheet open oh we should do that it's doing 800 calculations a second (laughs) there's all this green code running across the screen (laughs) the lights in steven's apartment are surging right now they can't (laughs) handle this many calculations it's for you guys (laughs) i hired out too there's Code monkeys across uh, the <laughs> eastern seaboard <laughs> running the numbers. Um, but yeah, you guys both basically got it. Wes said there's a battle of some kind. You both thought there was like a war in the movie, which there's not. Um, it's in the background. I would say there is a war happening. We yeah. just don't talk about it. Yeah, and right. that none of the characters really seem to care about. <laughs> Well, how could they? They don't know what's about to happen. They don't know who the bad guys are yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, but Ethan said, every Studio Ghibli movie, nature, war bad, flight cool. And uh, yeah, this is a flight cool movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little bit of war bad. Yeah. Barely. Dipping its toes in. (laughs) Just barely. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's more anti-military than necessarily anti-war yeah just pro being but like anti-military in the way that it's just like it's it would be like anti-cop if it was just cops (laughs) like it's just (laughs) anti-authority yeah pro rebel (laughs) yeah pro vigilante true it's vigilante yes pro being a cool loner on his own yeah what uh the next question was what is porco rosso's profession neither of you got this right it was a bounty hunter ethan said he was defender of some kind of religion that was pig based uh (laughs) and wes said porco russo was a butcher (laughs) um so not close not close enough for either of those no points porco the bounty hunter <laughs> Either of you dog. ever watched Dog the Bounty Hunter? No. No. My family watched it religiously <laughs> until he dropped the N-word for the first time. <laughs> the thing is he was so good at holding it back in his everyday life. When it was recorded, it was the first time he ever said it. And they caught it. It was the first time that police thought about maybe body cameras should be a thing. <laughs> you know, if they caught dog. They should catch me. Is that what you're implying? Mm-hmm. 
and then cops just want to be caught just like spraying. dog they just keep there's no repercussions no <laughs> he's just back out on it so when he when he when he first said it did, was there like 20 minutes of him going jeez oh god no <laughs> no i, I, I uh, i'm so so sorry i'm sorry could everyone I this? <laughs> please don't put that in there <laughs> i made a mistake <laughs> There wasn't any of that. It was weird uh, enough that they aired it. They bleeped yeah. it, but they aired the episode, and then they canceled the show, brought it back. It happened again, and I think <laughs> then his wife died, and I don't think he does the show. Because now that's all he can say is the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next question was Porco spends most of his time with a woman named Theo. I asked, who is she? And, uh, what was their relationship? Uh, Wes said they were strictly fucking. Um, and he, he went wishes. far enough. Yeah. You said that he has feelings for her. I'm not even sure that's true. They're for flirty. Theo? Yeah. Yes, he does. He, it's such I don't an inappropriate it. relationship. Yeah, it's it's not great. Here's the thing. I'll tell you more about this later. But the whole thing is like Hayao Miyazaki is 50 years old when he makes this, and part of the thing was he was like, I feel like a dirty old creep. <laughs> he was like, women are so hot and cool nowadays, and young men are such dweebs. <laughs> do you two I, seriously you think there's no aren't hot and cool no i, I mean this was 1992 <laughs> so i can only speculate um, do you two seriously think that he didn't have a thing for fio yeah i, I don't you don't are you kidding me <laughs> i think he's responsible about his feelings i mean in a way that's like he's he's I think he's paternal towards her. They kiss on the lips at the end. She kisses him. And she kisses him. He keeps human. blushing. He keeps talking about her ass. <laughs> There's she multiple... keeps talking about her ass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there, There is, it's an inappropriate relationship from the start. He's yeah. talking about how attractive she is to her grandfather. I missed that part. I never... Maybe this... Yeah, go on. Sorry, go ahead, Stephen. (laughs) I never saw it as like... Yeah, I don't know. You're probably right. It's just... It's a little bit weird, but it's towing the line. Enough? She's 17. (laughs) Yeah, that is a weird part of it. I think that maybe... He can find her attractive, but it's not like any sort of romantic angle. Like, he that's blushes every time she kisses him. I blush anytime anyone kisses me, including my fiance, especially my fiance. <laughs> A romantic relationship, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think is that helping prove joke. your point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you blush when your grandma kisses you? No. I never. I don't allow that to happen. <laughs> I would never. I would never besmirch her lips as such. Is it paternalistic in a sense? Yes, but I also feel like there is an underlying attraction. Yeah, well, that's my point, is I think this movie is like, he's like, 
fighting with these feelings where he's like <laughs> i mean i i think he's i, I don't know probably not 17 <laughs> year olds that's where it gets a little weird but he's like 50 years old he's looking at young women and he's like <laughs> how do i engage with them appropriately and his his answer to that is Porco Rosso. He's like, I wish I was this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying, okay, let me put it this way. I've watched a lot of anime, so I know generally what the culture is on being a weird, pervy creep. <laughs> uh, this could have been considerably worse than it was. That doesn't mean this was good. <laughs> but to the point where I'm saying it's not anything. Look at fucking Master Roshi from Dragon Ball, a show uh, that I told Wes two days ago that I don't think he would like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I gave Ethan a point for that one because he went. Take it the... away because he's making the wrong argument. <laughs> he's he went for the standard Ghibli relationship, which is like they both admire something the other lacks. They're not very close, but the friendship like builds over the course of the film. Um, and it's not, he said romance is overrated. It's like, it's not romantic necessarily. But by the end, when the, the singing lady swoops her away, she's like talking to Porco about how unfair this always is. Like that there's someone implying that there's like a woman who falls in love with him and then he just can't get tied down and she just, he has to leave her. He's, she's, you think she's talking about Theo? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I thought she was talking about herself. I think she knows that she can't have him. Who, she, Theo? It, it I wasn't... think she gets him. Yeah, I think Gina and Porco I think end Gina up together. Gets yeah, that's like, the implication is that he has an appropriate adult relationship <laughs> with a woman <laughs> his age by the end of the film. A three-time widower. Yeah. And Porco Rosso. And they've been in like love. I saw a different movie than you all. Was that like an after credit <laughs> scene? Well, like, there's like that narration where she's like, yeah, yeah, the war happened. And did Gina's dream come true? I'll never tell. And then it's like, yeah, it did. It did, though. Because <laughs> we know it did, Theo. What Stop else would he us. do? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Porco which... Porco went back to his island home and ate a cyanide capsule. <laughs> yeah. He fought for Mussolini. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, maybe he did. <laughs> it's a great He area. did his country's... He served his country under Benito Mussolini. <laughs> he did it for patriotism, not for fascism. <laughs> <laughs> He's always like up trying to come up with some rationalization. <laughs> um, speaking of his relationship with an underage woman, on a scale of one to ten, how feminist is this movie? Uh, Wes said six, and Ethan said four, which I think is correct. I was like middle of the road. It's trying really hard, but it's yeah. failing really bad. <laughs> I would say four or three. Yeah. Because there is this element of the women workforce stepping up, building the plane, and I feel like a huge part of Porco's 
character arc which doesn't really land i think the way it probably should have was that he was supposed to he's getting his misogyny challenged and he's like growing to accept women as equals or at least a woman as an equal yeah but by the end you know he decides her fate himself and gives her no autonomy so i feel like he doesn't really I feel like in 2023 really standards of feminism doesn't really land yeah i think it's like second wave feminism yeah it's very it's second one of the wave previous like, ones Mm-hmm. feminism through the eyes of misogyny where like women reach equality by doing things that men do yeah like it's that type of feminism yeah so plus i don't know porco should have like... given her a suit with uh shoulder pads <laughs> by the end she should have been wearing a pantsuit <laughs> hey everybody go watch baby boom starring diane keaton <laughs> Yeah. I thought the women were fun. I thought they weren't, like, your standard housewife. Yeah, all the women characters were well made and developed. I will say that my favorite characters in the movie are the kindergartners at the beginning of the movie who are just like, yeah, let's get kidnapped. This is yeah. sick. <laughs> I, I like that attitude amongst... That's like a re- recurring attitude amongst everyone. Like, including the old ladies who help mm-hmm. build it. And then e- even eventually the pirates themselves are just like, we're just, it seems like they're just acting. Like, they're just playing their role. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time I saw it, like, the pirates were what immediately sold me on the movie. Because it was like, they're so sweet. <laughs> <Just> telling <laughs> the girls, like, don't touch that. It's dangerous. <laughs> while also. Hey, hey be careful. <laughs> while kidnapping them. <laughs> Hey, you're hostages. Be careful, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, you both got a point for that. Um, Literal chauvinist pigs. Yeah, that's the the point of the movie. Uh, Fun. Yeah. You said, uh, Ethan, that Princess Mononoke is, of course, correct. I think it's kind of more of the same. More women in the workforce. There's a woman in charge who's bad. Um, but there was a, there's a woman who's working who's cool. Yeah. So <laughs> multitudes. Miyazaki's looking at gender in, in very interesting ways in the '90s. In the in the way that a 50 year old Japanese man can be feminist in the 1990s, I think he was trying. Yeah. He seems to have a passing understanding of feminism. <laughs> I'm not I'm not giving him a pass, but I am saying that he tried more than others did. I don't mean say like, oh, his his feminism is passing. I'm saying that he has not done it doesn't come across like he has done any research or consulted <laughs> with anyone on feminism. He's he, has by a vibe. <laughs> he has his own ideas. He has his own ideas and he's look, writing his story. The dude's following vibes. He's not reading books. He's not <laughs> checking in with women. He's like, look, look, this feels better. <laughs> he's very much a like armchair college age uh male philosopher going, I think I think that women would like to be treated like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh a very self-assured yeah, college student in a discussion class who's just dominating the conversation. 
I've done that. I, I remember one time in college, I went to a lecture on feminism. It was required that I speak up at least twice um, to get credit. Um, you bet your ass I did. <laughs> you spoke the and whole I time. My hand, <laughs> I raised my hand over all the women in the class, and I was like, let me get my points out and tell you what I think about. <laughs> Listen, ladies. Toxic masculinity. You, Listen, you took ladies, on the role as the... Well, actually, I for class, sure did. Uh, correct. Knowing myself in college, there's no way I didn't do that. <laughs> I would have. I personally, looking back at how I was back then, would have stood up and said, "I agree with the women," and I would have sat down. <laughs> and I had, I would have done that twice, and then tried to start a slow clap. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Piggybacking off that, I agree with women. <laughs> I agree, women exist. <laughs> so that's three uh, cis guys talking about feminism. What's the next question you got for us? Uh, now we're going to talk about how hot is Porco Rosso. Uh, the answer was hotter than he had to be um so he's pretty hot some angles i'm like okay i get it i didn't find him attractive i think he's pretty charming a lot of he's the time. like jim belushi's body type oh yeah no it's like i don't know i think it's cute he's this chubby little guy and he's got those stupid glasses yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i guess there's <laughs> When he has his mouth wide open, he's, like, especially cute. But I wouldn't ever say that he's attractive. I don't know. I think he's hot. Yeah. Porco Rosso, certified hottie. You're just a pig fucker. <laughs> I mean, this is also true. Yeah. Oh, did we not talk about that going into this? <laughs> Do we not talk about which of us have fucked pigs? I guess that is need-to-know information, and you needed to know it. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite movie. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Ethan, cut this in, uh, into the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pig fucking is discussed. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Content warning. Pig fuckery abound. <laughs> Abounds. <laughs> It sounds like we're fucking them on the podcast. <laughs> Gentlemen, there's pig fuckery afoot. <laughs> no, that just sounds like a phrase. <laughs> People would have said it back in the day. Didn't strictly mean that. Just means something that's amiss. Or something no. Stinks. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> depending depending on the vibe, it could either be something's amiss or there's a good time. Or you're missing out on a good time. <laughs> Before there was FOMO, pig fuckery was afoot. <laughs> hey, Dolly, want to go down to the ice cream parlor and get up to some pig fuckery? <laughs> Yeah, so the points for the Poco Rosso hot question, uh, Ethan got one point. Wes did not get any points because he said uh, it would be a break. two. He said, two, he's a pig. And an e and Wes thinks 
he is justified still, which I just disagree with. <laughs> this has to be one of the most subjective questions we've had on this. I'm not having another fucking... Do I need to put up another Twitter poll so that people can find out how wrong you are again? Like when you thought that popcorn was a meal? Didn't we do that another time when I got it wrong? Yeah. You oh, blowing on the eye to get something out. <laughs> yeah, that insane yeah. shit. Yeah. Look, there are three universal truths that we've discovered on this podcast. <laughs> One, popcorn is not a meal. Two, blowing on someone's eye to get something out of it is crazy. And three, <laughs> I'd fuck that pig. <laughs> the tenets of starting a religion, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got my stone slab back here. They're getting carved in. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I die, poof, right over the hole. <laughs> No name. <laughs> <laughs> Just my beliefs. <laughs> Recognize me not for my names, but my beliefs. Oh, we know exactly who this guy was. <laughs> <laughs> your your commandments are your obituary in the newspaper. <laughs> and you better believe it's a Poke Stop in Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a gym? <laughs> It'll be a gym. <laughs> when millennials die, there's going to be so many of those because whatever form they have you fill out to make your grave site a pokey stop, it's just going to be abundant. Mm-hmm. I called Niantic last week. They said I was denied. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I say we should think about opening up our own funeral parlor. I think this is a very marketable idea. Mm-hmm. Every <laughs> single one. Is geotagged. <laughs> Every and single grade. Just like the Mormons, we do it without permission. <laughs> what's, what's Apologize later. <laughs> uh, moving on to multiple choice. Uh, the question, why is Porco Rosso a pig? The answer was, it's a curse, an ambiguous spell. Uh, which Ethan got correct? Wesley thought there would be more animal people, and there were not. So sorry turns out it's guy. not Star Fox. Yeah, there's also this implication that like he cursed himself. Like he was he was so mad at himself for being a chauvinist pig that he was like, whatever, I'll just become one. And then it works out right because he was he wasn't he didn't make it to airplane heaven oh yeah there's that too i thought it was after he didn't go to airplane heaven that he became a pig yeah yeah (laughs) so god was like you're on the verge of death it's not your time yet also (laughs) you know (laughs) it'll be funny (laughs) and to be clear it's not god it's airplane god there is a separate (laughs) heaven (laughs) for airplanes and their pilots no matter if you were good or bad you're going to airplane heaven yeah airplane heaven really seems like it sucks because i thought that the cool part about flying was the freedom but now you have to go in line (laughs) and you're in line forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) mommy will you see daddy again when we die no, he was a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> he is flying 
in a straight line with all the people he killed forever. So if I become a pilot, will I see Dad again? No, you have to get in line, and he's much farther ahead than you. <laughs> and you can't go faster. <laughs> Unless it, like, depends on the plane. So, like, modern planes are just ripping through. <laughs> Passenger airplanes. A Boeing just crashing through yeah. all, like, these Kitty Hawk-esque <laughs> bicycle flyers. Top Gun just, like breaking five <laughs> sound barriers yeah. and the important thing is you have to be always breaking the sound barrier you can't slow down <laughs> if that's how you died that's how you have to fly <laughs> your ghost is constantly feeling like three g's of force for now, eternity here's, here's the question at the very front of the line for airplane heaven do we have those People who made airplanes before airplanes, where it was like a big umbrella bobbing up and down. They created this heaven for themselves. <laughs> the the, fl- the fl- like flapping wing airplanes are those are blimps. Is the good Is the Goodyear blimp in airplane heaven? <laughs> Not until I've had my hands on it. It's still alive for now. Someone's got to take it down. But it's about the pilots, not about the sh- the ship. So how many Goodyear blimps are in airplane heaven? Yeah. Only pilots know. Uh, this one was an easy one, if you knew it. Uh, who did the American dub? Porco Rosso. Wes said Russell Crowe. And Ethan said Michael Keaton. And it was Michael Keaton. And I think Russell Crowe would have done a better job, to be honest. <laughs> My name is Porco Rosso. Uh, I've heard Russell Crowe think... voice act. He's he's also bad. Was he in but Shark Michael Keaton is so... <laughs> whenever he plays... A character straight, his affect is so fucking flat. Yeah. That's why when he plays Ken and Chick Hicks, he fucking nails it. Beetlejuice. Like he's good when he's Enough. off the off the wall, but when he's just a dude. Yeah, I I have never been on the Michael Keaton hype train. I think he's fine. I think a lot of the, your Gen X audience that are going to listen to this will be upset because of their nostalgia for Batman, but hey, they won. But even He's going to be in the, the Flash. He was... I feel like his Batman movies, the villain always outshined his performance. <laughs> I, I thought he was a good Bruce Wayne. I mean, no, I thought, I thought he was a good Batman. Batman. I don't know if he was a good Bruce Wayne. I flipped it. Yeah. We've talked about it. Go back to the Batman episodes. We have a whole season on it. <laughs> but I wasn't there. <laughs> we got to cover two more movies within this episode. Uh, all right. So Porco says he would rather be a pig than a blank. And the answer was Italian. He hates the Italians. I'm just kidding. What? It was fascist. <laughs> fascist, yes. Um, Ethan said women... Um, which remember is an endorsement of his beliefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Wes got a point for that one. 
Yeah. He wouldn't be a fascist, but he's no problem friending them. He's only got one friend who's like, who's working for the fascists, who helps them multiple times. And his name is Ferrari. I think even he, though, would face trial for war crimes. (laughs) For some reason, they put Porco Rosso in the Nuremberg trials. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Not Porco, his friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His friends got an allegiance to his buddies outside of his fascist allegiance, which at this point in history was probably still not great. Fascism was never good. (laughs) War is complicated. Yeah, that's what I say. I think. Hot take. War and what it does to the citizens of nations is a complicated relationship. I will say this, Walt Disney, none of his pictures have ever denounced fascism outright. I mean, nothing past the 40s or whatever. I thought Inside Out, didn't that have a moment where... (laughs) Didn't Joy say something about fascism? (laughs) I would rather make... Joy loved it. I would rather make (laughs) Riley kill herself (laughs) than be a socialist. Joy takes out an orb and sees <laughs> fascist march marching in the street, and it's a it's a yellow, orb. the brightest yellow bulb, a core memory, <laughs> a new core memory. Every time it starts going down the line, fear's like, whoa, hold on, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> what's going on? There's a fascism island. <laughs> hey artists who listen to this show (laughs) so steven yeah (laughs) uh inside out x nazi germany (laughs) uh so another another uh slow ball softball uh what is porco's real name it was marco the only person who calls him that is gina for a couple scenes because mm-hmm. she's the only one who knew him before um, everybody else is dead yeah he killed them all mm-hmm. yeah uh then nationality of the main antagonist oh wait you both got marco right um ethan said british but west got it it was american yeah i love curtis curtis i really makes... like curtis which makes it feel even more like Porco's fascist adjacent. <laughs> because he's fighting an American? Because you love patriotism? <laughs> and and the USA? I mean, fascism existed in the United States, but I am I would say that Pilot probably wasn't a fascist. Yeah. How just... was uh, Carrie Elwes' performance as that character? Oh, that was Carrie Elwes? Yeah, I thought it was Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, I swore. <laughs> uh, he's good. He's pretty good. You can check okay. it out. He's pretty fun. Um, I wasn't able to watch the sub. I didn't realize it's not even available on like... I thought HBO would have like all of it, but they don't. It does. Really? Then I was yeah, just... It's got, I, that's where I watched it. Oh. You have to change it before you watch the movie. Gotcha. That so makes sense. Yeah. Well... 
Oh, that's good. But the voice actor in Japanese is Akio Otsuka. Uh, If any weebs in the audience care, Uh, he's Solid Snake. Uh, He's Dimple in Mob Psycho 100. Um, He's done truly so much shit. Um, And he's Mario. (laughs) No, Mario in Japanese (laughs) is uh, Light Yagami from Death Note. Mm. Man. Really good. The range of these guys. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt can do anything. (laughs) <laughs> Chris Pratt is our versatile every man. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt is, has the exact same range as Marlon Brando. <laughs> All right, no Mel Blanc. Yeah, no, not yeah. Mel Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> who is the guy who voiced Bugs Bunny? Yeah, that was Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Chris Pratt. Okay, I thought. I, I thought I had said. Is it Matt LeBlanc? We got Joey. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc is Joey, yes. I love Matt LeBlanc's Elmer Fudd. <laughs> the stuff he did. Someone should just try it. Just try putting him in the role, just because the names are slightly similar. Uh, fun fact about uh, this, uh, Donald Curtis, the American bad guy in Porco Rosso. I was just reading... I have the um, Art of book of Porco Rosso, and I was looking for fun facts. Originally, his name was going to be Donald Chuck, which I think would have been better. That's a good name. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. More people need to have the last name Chuck. <laughs> it feels Other like... than the, in the, the, the TV show Chuck. <laughs> Miyazaki was Zachary looking... Levi? Yeah. Uh, Miyazaki was looking at a book of baby names for boys in America, and he was like, that one and that one. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Now let's get back to writing about women. (laughs) Maybe I can bet one of them. (laughs) Uh, Speaking speaking of of women, Fio in this movie in Japanese is played by uh, Akemi Okamura. Who is Nami in One Piece? Fantastic uh, voice actress. These guys have had long careers. This is '92, and they're still doing stuff today. That's great. You're a voice actor in Japan. You work literally forever. Oh, good. Solid. I'm moving. I'm. <laughs> gonna... I'm moving out. What's um, the next question? So I can stop uh, being a cringe weeb and go back to being a cool weeb. <laughs> Mm. sure uh well <laughs> speaking of child brides the next question was true or false porco makes a bet to win a child bride the answer was false he makes a bet to win money and he wagers a child bride so yes. uh ethan got that wrong west got it right Damn. said false yeah so point for west which is worse <laughs> right <laughs> is it better to win a child bride or- or to traffic one. <laughs> uh, she made the bet herself. Not defending it. <laughs> She's also a minor. <laughs> yeah, so an adult should have been like, no. Who ne- She needed a cosigner. Yeah, which Porco <laughs> readily did so he wouldn't have to pay her uncle. <laughs> Man's in debt. <laughs> Yeah. 
Uh, my next true or false was the bad guys are mean and evil, which you guys clocked immediately. They're not mean and evil. They are wonderful and sweet, and I love them. Um, mm-hmm. They're chill as hell, and I want to join their gang. Yeah. They're very cool. Even though one of them has a Hitler mustache. Oh. And one's just Bluto. Yeah, Bluto is voiced by Brad Garrett in the American dub. Yeah. So. No, the voice actors for, like, the pirates, that's a stacked cast of voice actors. <laughs> Well, it's got to be there, like the best part. Mm-hmm. Music, if they're knows. not like, I just wasn't expecting the entire cast of Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Theo. Gina. <laughs> Let Ray Romano dub anime. Better a pig than a fascist. <laughs> I <laughs> make him the next man. Avatar. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be king of the pirates. <laughs> uh, next Bill. question was: Porco Rosso fights a pirate. He does. He fights a lot of pirates. That's his job. He's a bounty hunter. Wes did say one of them would be Jack Sparrow. Um, I don't really have the heart to take away points <laughs> for that, so I'm just gonna let you Coward. have a full point. Um, so congrats. You're welcome, because I should not have done that. <laughs> I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. That's I'm good. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the next Pirates of the Caribbean cast, Ray Romano. You're a night lady. Same character, Ray. <laughs> you can't call her Kira Knightley. Her name is Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm Captain Ray Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next question was, there's a hot French musical number. The answer is true, which Ethan got. Wes did not. Mm -hmm. Um, And the voice actor for this uh, in the dub is, I forget her name, but she was Megara. Marion Cotillard. In Hercules. Um, Mm -hmm. The hottest voice actress working in America. I mean, she's still working because she was, um, she was the older woman in um, *Spirited Away*. She was. She played Steven Universe's Rose mom. Yeah. yeah, she's I great. The hottest Wonderful. voice actor working in America was um, Chris Wallace Pratt. Sean. <laughs> uh, Ty Wallace Shawn and Chris Pratt, <laughs> equally fuckable. <laughs> Everyone, Chris Pratt hates it when he's at a party and people are like, yeah, you're like, you're like as talented and as cute as Wallace Shawn. He's like, no, I'm cuter. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I'm I'm getting like really emotional and angry because I'm like, no, Wallace Shawn is so much cuter. (laughs) I'm just going to throw this idea out there. Wouldn't Wallace Shawn have made an amazing MODOK? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Wallace's giant head. I love that. Anything yeah. where it's just Wallace Shawn as a giant head would be incredible. Yeah. Uh anyways. Isn't okay, Ant-Man spoilers. Has it already come out? Yeah. I think yeah, it just yeah. came out this weekend. Isn't Modoc like the bad guy from the first Ant-Man? And people are mad yeah. about that. 
I was pissed well, I th- when I when I saw that was the case. <laughs> that- I was more pissed at this just awful CGI. <laughs> <laughs> they can I'm never... not going to sit here and be like every aspect of that movie doesn't suck <laughs> <laughs> they can never just let a guy who's a giant head be a guy who's a giant head it's got to be connected somehow yeah it's a shame they're trying too desperately to ground their universe of shit that has always been absolutely off the wall yeah yeah the, this movie takes place over the English Channel in 1941. Both said true. Completely false. Although I think that would have been great. Imagine Porco Rosso just fighting the worst. British. Yeah. Porco Rosso probably lived to see Vietnam. He probably didn't fight there. But he'll lie. Just hung him. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh... And then, lastly, Porco Rosso believes heaven is for real. Ethan said false. He does not believe in heaven. And Wesley said true. And he does, because he saw heaven. No, he did Airplane heaven. <laughs> right. He saw airplane heaven. <laughs> so you think they're not flying to the afterlife. That is their afterlife. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They're condemned to just flying <laughs> the heavens above. You gotta... <laughs> He shouts after the... Doesn't he shout something like, take me with you, or something like that? Yeah. Something like so that. he wants it. They want it. They want this thing. <laughs> they just Don't want to be, be in line. their planes for the I rest of their life. my deli ticket! <laughs> Can't imagine being in a plane for eternity and just being like, oh, I wish I could stretch <laughs> my legs. Got such a backache. Wish I could talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> They've got their hand this signals. This is a biplane. Yeah. <laughs> I do but love that hand like... signal language. That's so cool. Yeah. It, it seemed like once you're in the afterlife, though, in airplane heaven, you're pretty non-responsive <laughs> to others. No, they were just being a dick to him. They did not like him. <laughs> they just don't fucking like him. <laughs> Silent treatment, yeah. One guy was turning to another guy in a plane and going, is he still there? Should I? <laughs> I can't. I, I want to check, but I can't look. <laughs> no, he's down there. <laughs> Wait. I, I I'm just gonna look a, for a second. I hope that guy becomes a fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> Maybe Cersei's when you just in wish heaven. upon airplane heaven. <laughs> um. All right. So then we get to the picture. Uh, the image was Porco Rosso sitting on the ground. He's got like five cigarette butts and he's rocking uh, a baby holder crib. <laughs> one of those things that holds a baby. A rocker? Yeah, he's got one of those. <laughs> and he's rocking it for the baby. Uh, neither of you got any points for this. Ethan said he's a carpenter charitable to families and he's sad because he can't conceive a child couldn't be any of those things yeah and Wes said porco had a wife at one point he did not she died in childbirth she did not and he visits the crib nightly and smokes a pack <laughs> uh did you guys he didn't have a wife but if he did she died in childbirth <laughs> <laughs> did you guys clock this when it happened it's like a two second shot quick... yeah yeah uh uh it's during the uh airplane building montage yeah where the women have taken over and 
what porco is taking care of the kids <laughs> crazy and he's smoking this a knee slapper blowing smoke in this baby's face mm-hmm. um yeah he's uh here's my thing about that whole sequence that i think miyazaki gets very very correct is that i want to watch people build a plane Mm-hmm. The same way with like cooking shows, I want to watch people make good food. I want to watch talented people do their art. Uh, I want to watch people who are good at shit do shit. Because you know what the other coolest part about this movie is? When you can see the pilots messing around with the stuff in the cockpit. Yeah. And like all the gear shift and stuff. That looks awesome. Yeah. Anytime mm-hmm. they talk about it, like you got to use the turn tab. Like, what is that? What, how did that help? That's what made the pod racing scene one of the best Star Wars Unironically. sequences. Or the little shark guy who, when he's about to crash into that rock, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got that little voice just. <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah. There was a memorial service after the pod race for everyone, but they didn't show that in the movie. And Anakin didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> It's customary for the winner to lay a laurel, and he did not. He got on a And that's why he was banned. He never pod races again. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he can't come back to save his mother for 15 years. (laughs) He's banned from Tatooine because he didn't attend the pod racing funeral. Not because of anything he did. It was a faux pas, and it's not even enforced. (laughs) It would just be very embarrassing. If he did, they showed up. They would know. Did they take his stepdad's leg for it? Yes. <laughs> they said, "Hey, did you marry Anakin's mom?" <laughs> hey, did you buy his mom and then marry her? <laughs> All of this covered in Kenobi. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it was not. Um. Yeah. That's that's the image. Um. The uh, bonus questions were, what was Miyazaki's motivation for making this movie? Uh, Ethan said he was disappointed in his son, and he wanted to inspire his son to make better movies. Um, Not quite, I don't think. Not yet, at least. His son has... You said his son had something to do with it. Maybe. Did he? You said that. I don't. I don't know if I did. <laughs> Ethan, play it back. There's no this way to know. This episode's already two and a half hours long. I'm not gonna pull it up. This episode's not gonna be up until Sunday. Oh, well. Hell, it might not even be up until Monday. I'm busy this weekend. <laughs> uh, Wes said he was around a lot of pigs. Uh, pig exposure is what caused him yeah. to make this. Um, I was thinking of something specific from the book. Oh, <laughs> I should have read that. What pig fuckery's in there? Uh, no pig fuckery yet, at least not how much I've read. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty neat. Um, but it talks about... I'm going to read you the opening paragraph because it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> I think this West, is... don't laugh. I don't know who this is written by, but I think it's like from Miyazaki. He's talking about this. Lately, one can't help but notice the vitality and strength of girls. In stark contrast, boys from the same generation are so pathetic. For example, if you take a look at girls and boys walking down the street, the girls are the ones taking the lead as the wimpy boys follow behind them. Uh, so really, he uh, as a bold challenge against this trend, the work Porco Rosso attempts to offer an ace to these young women. He was like, I want 
all these hot women I'm seeing to have a worthy man who's a pig. So, you know, all the gender stuff makes sense when you say it like that. I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> right. I don't think there is. I get it. <laughs> Girls rule, boys drool. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I read in this, so he's like, he's he's coming to terms with like being like a middle-aged pig. Is <laughs> the way he describes it. But also, he he loves, well, they didn't have money for the movie. So they made a deal with this airline and they were like, hey, you should, you can pay us and we'll make a good flying movie that people can watch on airplanes while they're flying. Um, and his audience, he was like, this is going to be for like a middle of the road guy, just a salary man, a, a laborer. And he was like, I got to make something these guys will enjoy. So it's about, you know, just workers and hot girls he also said something about like it could have been way like there's no it's it's not overtly romantic or anything it's just like very clean like you know just like normal (laughs) sometimes you lust after a girl yeah but you're not gonna do anything and maybe she's 17 yeah at the time the legal age of consent in japan is 14 not that that's an excuse oh Oh, god (laughs) Wow. I just wanted to tell you that so you could have that reaction when live you, on mic. You put it that way, three years over uh, the limit, he was showing... She's over the hill. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, a lot of things... Uh, I just, I think this is such like an interesting like look into the subconscious of a, of a 50-year-old Japanese man. I think it's wonderful that Miyazaki gave us that. Is it perfect? <laughs> Absolutely not. Is it interesting? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I guess we're going around with the review bits. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think of it, like, Ethan? Uh, that's not the question you're supposed to ask me, but uh, I think I might watch this movie again. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of the Ghibli movies, um, I, I, I had a fun time with it. Per my reaction to every Ghibli movie, uh, because I watched this when I came back from work yesterday, I did start to fall asleep during it and then fought that off um, and kept on pushing through. I didn't pause. I don't think I missed anything. (laughs) You didn't. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Uh, But like, I like it better than Kiki's. Um, Fun time with it. I thought it was cool. I liked uh, hearing all the voice actors I like. Um, it's really pretty. Like I was talking about before, no joke, the airplane sequences where they are moving the controls were awesome. Yeah. Building the plane was cool as hell. As with every Ghibli movie, the characters are fine. (laughs) And the plot is sometimes there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great background movie. It truly is. I'm I might watch it one more time. I'm not sure when. But I think it deserves a rewatch, but out of my scale of not good, fine and good, I think I would give it a fine. Yeah. Wait, what's uh what's your justification for 
watching it again at some point. I so the reason why I'm saying fine is because the, the all the stuff that I've complained about so far the the weird politics of it and the weirdly handled gendered stuff yeah um but the the parts that i really do like are the cartoonish villains oh yeah and overall the concept whether it was executed the way i hoped it had been is different but i feel like the initial pitch would have gotten me excited and i like the concept of pig pilot (laughs) all right let me hit your points one by one number one deal with it number two (laughs) (laughs) uh for those who don't know (laughs) (laughs) for those who don't know which i assume is at least 15 of the 16 people (laughs) listening to this episode I tweeted today about the fact that I made a letterbox review in 2018 where I was just like roasting the shit out of Interstellar because I didn't like it. And I I did it. I bullet pointed it like one through 15. All the things I hated about Interstellar. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, this guy replies to my my four year old letterbox review. He refutes every single point one by one. And accuses you of being, uh, like, pissed off and wasting everyone's time <laughs> with your review. Yeah, I kind of just want to reply to him and be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Good point. Letterboxd is so weird because it's just a diary that other people can yell at you for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have another review of Interstellar from, like, a year ago where I'm like, oh, I enjoyed this a lot more this time. Didn't look at it. <laughs> Didn't take time to see my growth. Just wanted to yell at me. <laughs> for And accuse you of yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, my first... All right, now he... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, my first point on the list was like, it was too long. And his first point was, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Now it I have to feels ask like a second. rather disjointed movie, though. Interstellar, Interstellar or Porco? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's a weak Nolan. It's entertaining. His stuff Lieutenant. just keeps getting weaker and weaker, in my opinion. Uh, back to this movie. <laughs> uh, most important question for the season. Uh, did this movie make you a fucking weeb, Stephen? <laughs> Here's my take. I don't think Studio Ghibli movies, watching or enjoying them, makes you a weeb. I think it's the baseline of what Americans are willing to consume that is anime adjacent. Like, moms could watch this, you know? Or not Mm -hmm. this. Maybe Kiki's. They probably wouldn't like Porco. Uh... But yeah, I don't think I can see some moms liking this. Yeah, I don't think uh... <laughs> <laughs> any moms out there. I know some moms. <laughs> moms who love Porco Rosso, please speak up. It's a Facebook group I'm an admin of, actually. 
<laughs> it's called Wishing My Husband Was More Like Pork. <laughs> Put on these glasses. <laughs> Put on these little glasses. <laughs> Honey, before we make love, <laughs> put on these tiny sunglasses. <laughs> Laugh until you oink. <laughs> uh, uh, I agree with you, Stephen. Uh, does this movie make anyone who enjoys it a weeb? I don't think so, um, because Studio Ghibli is—it's an entry point. Yeah. I, I yeah I agree that Studio Ghibli is like a gateway drug, much like <laughs> marijuana. It can get you into heroin. But also PCP. much like marijuana, sometimes you just stick with that and you don't move on, <laughs> and that's we're gonna we're gonna ride it out. Yeah, but that's rare. Per that uh, <laughs> analogy, I've tested hard drugs, haven't gotten fully into it. <laughs> Ethan's recommending some more hard drugs to me, which I'm gonna check out. From do you, from, do you uh, feel like my analogy ana- does it stack up? It does because using your analogy, I'm a full crack addict. <laughs> um, I can't get out. Everything I consume is colored by the product I consume, <laughs> and your teeth are falling out. <laughs> my teeth are falling out, and I'm going bald due to this habit. My doctor says stop reading manga, and I say no. <laughs> I need to mainline more of it. <laughs> You're hiding manga like stuffed in your couch cushions. And... <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 9 came out today and I had to stop working to read it. <laughs> wow. And you did this instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sitting down with your nice book. <laughs> nice book. Uh, Steven, tell us how we did. Okay, um, so one last thing, and I forgot about this. Uh, my last bonus question, which neither of you got any points for, was what meal does Porco eat at the hotel? It was salmon with Bura Blanc. So I don't remember it that. delicious. He eats spaghetti at one point. He does. No, he... I just remember that because Takara saw it and was like, I wish I had spaghetti. Did you guys eat spaghetti? <laughs> no. <laughs> I ate popcorn. <laughs> uh, the point tally is uh, there were 22 points possible. Listen, Andrea did five points per question, didn't she? Yeah. I, we don't like know. It was some crazy. <laughs> so I'm trying to not make the same mistakes. Uh, 22 points possible. Did Andrea hear us roast her? <laughs> She'll listen to this. <laughs> She's in the other room. But, uh, yeah, roasted. <laughs> uh, 22 points. Wes is at a whopping 8.75 out of 22. And Ethan, 10 out of 22. So Ethan's the winner for Porco Rosso. It would really You win the girl. Well. Uh, yes. And the money. Don't forget the money. Yeah. Yeah. You don't uh, win the girl, but feel... she's in love with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was treating Ethan like the American pilot. <laughs> Donnie. And I'm Porco. <laughs> we all want to be Porco. The problem is we're all Donald Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> in a world full of Donald Curtis, there can only be one Porco. Uh, it would be weird if I didn't win every guest episode that we have this season yeah i was thinking that too 
He came close yeah. though. There was a couple. There was a minute when I was tallying where I was like, "Boy's got a lot in a row." <laughs> it's honestly, I think, kind of sad that you only got ten out of twenty-two. Again, I I don't really watch Studio Ghibli movies. I think because I'm so averse to the idea of like being considered a normie that I refuse to engage <laughs> but with Studio Ghibli. All anime is the same, so it's just like, mm, are you really? Yeah, Wes. Out of the four movies that you've watched so far, they're pretty similar, eh? <laughs> yeah. They all fucking suck. <laughs> Hey Steven, out of the other movies that we've covered so far that Wes has told you about, are there any of any that grab your attention that you might consider watching? Let's see. You guys did um, Grave of the Fireflies, which I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the other two? Jujutsu uh, Kaisen Zero. That sounds kind of good. Wait, is that like a sequel? It's like a mid. It's a prequel. Oh, okay, I should check it out. Check out the original first. Uh, I tested with Wes. Don't don't dive into it. Don't dive into the prequel. It doesn't work. Gotcha. Um, and, and then Dragon, the other one was Dragon Quest. Your story. Oh, I've been meaning to look at those actually. Because yeah, I've been seeing stuff about it. Just check it out. As as soon as you start getting to the climax of Dragon Quest, your story, turn it off. <laughs> Is it anything like... And you're gonna... <laughs> Is there a 17-year-old falling in love with a 50-year-old? That's all I need to know if no. I'm going to watch no. <laughs> something. Sorry, there isn't, so I assume you're out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Shark Tank for movie pitches. <laughs> the only thing that sells you is if there's a 17-year-old that falls in love with a 50-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm listening. Well, there's no 17-year-old that falls in love with the 50-year-old, and for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) Uh, What are you guys doing next? What's next? What's on the docket? Hey, Steven, you want to come by for the next episode where we watch Your Name, and I can quiz you on that, and you can just hang out? Oh, you did offer it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I actually have it on DVD, but I have not watched it. I've been meaning to. Is the R also backwards for Your Name? (laughs) Your name. <laughs> For some reason, Stephen, the R in Dragon Quest, your story is backwards. Oh, and we like Toys R Us. Time trying to. <laughs> the movie does feel a lot like a Toys R Us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of it does feel like bashing action figures together. <laughs> True. Uh, since I am in animation school, I realize that's all animation is. You just, yeah, you figure out how to make two guys and you just go like this. And sometimes they talk. And they kiss. Yeah, they kiss. Yeah. Those are the shows I'm into now. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of action movies, but most of the anime that I watch is a lot about uh, kissing. Fight kissing or just normal kissing? <laughs> <sighs> Both. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, folks, you've been listening to the game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. The score for this episode uh, was Ethan 10 and Wesley 8.5. To add those to his total score for the season, he now has 38.25 points out of his predicted 90. I think this guy's going to bust over anime, uh, and we all know what that means. Uh, 
you could find this week's movie on HBO Max. You can also find next week's movie on HBO Max if you're interested in checking out your name. Uh, follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. And I think it's only fair. Steven, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, sure. I'm also on Twitter. Um, my my handle is at the big Steve Z. Uh, I made it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm also on Instagram where the most of my stuff is posted i'm an artist i animate um and that's steph animation steve animation s-t-e-p-h-e-n oh wait a-n-i-m-a-t-i-o-n underscore because there's already a step animation two of them uh do you have any shout outs for the first step animation does he suck um <laughs> you, you ever check his stuff out i actually i don't know if they've been active recently you should ask oh, they're to squatting. collaborate yeah wait what what wesley you should ask to collaborate. I really should. Get all of them in the same group chat. Uh, There's a Christian network called We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet on Facebook where a lot of members accidentally send us stuff sometimes. Oh, no. uh, we, we have offered uh, to collab with them, and they always yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah, that's all my stuff. I don't have anything else. Oh, check his shit out. He's got a sad French alien man who's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, who looks like Porco. <laughs> <laughs> just as fuckable as Porco. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. Same body type. I'm trying. Steven only draws sexy cartoons. Yeah. For sure. You should have you, you should draw a picture of <laughs> Grosk meeting Jim Belushi. <laughs> Will do. On Twitter, you can follow me at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at eGeese. You can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember, so much pig fuckery was had, and I don't make the Mormons apologize. <laughs> Goodbye. So long. Bye. Bye. <laughs>